everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trish Chat. I am Steph, and I am here with Jess. And today's episode, we have titled, A Walk in Our Shoes, How Our Lesbian Identity Impacts Our Daily Lives. Uh, We mentioned in our last episode that we were going to focus um, all of our episodes um, in June around LGBTQ topics um, because of Pride Month. And the reason why we're doing that is to shed light um, and, and drive awareness around the lives of the LGBTQ community, um, particularly during Pride Month, where um, I think that we, we we have a lot of celebration, and rightfully so, around all of the progress that has been made um, in regards to equality and equity for the um, LGBTQ community. Um, I also want everyone to sort of take a pause and and to understand that we are not there yet in terms of equality for the LGBTQ community. And so we want to be able to shed some light on that through our episodes. Um, So I want to start the episode um, with a quick stat, uh, which I think showcases some of the work that we still have uh, left to do. Um, I encourage everybody to visit the hrc.org if you want to read through reports and stats about the state of um, the LGBTQ community um, in the United States and around the world. Um, I think they have a lot of uh, really um, crucial stats and resources um, for you to check out. So the stat that I want to read comes from the LGBTQ Youth Report, um, and it showcases that only 26% of the youth that they surveyed said that they feel safe in their classrooms and just 5% say that all of their teachers and school staff are supportive of LGBTQ people. And so imagine being um, an LGBTQ youth, a young child who is questioning your identity, coming to terms with uh, your identity, and only 26% of those say that they feel safe in their classrooms, and just 5% of those say that all of their teachers and school staff are supportive of LGBTQ people. I think that showcases all the work that we still have left to do. Mm-hmm. So let's let's officially start the episode. Um, and I want to ask the question of, when did you first become aware of your lesbian identity and how that impacts your life. So I want to explain the question a little bit. We have the first moment where you come out, and I say first because we're always coming out, um, where you came out um, to your friends, family, whoever it may be, etc. And then you have that moment in your life where you officially start living your life as someone who was out. In that transition where you now were someone who was out, when was the first time that you um, became aware uh, of your place as a lesbian in the world and how that impacts your daily life. Yep. You want me to start? Yeah. Uh, so the first time that I uh, became aware of that was I was around a group of folks. I think it was at work, um, um, but I'm not sure. I, I can't remember exactly. I think it was at work. Um, and everyone was talking about their significant others, and I was getting ready to... Uh, 
say something about you. And I was going to say my girlfriend. And I had to think twice about that because I didn't know if it was safe for me to say that. If um, it was okay for me to say that because I didn't know how the people in the room were going to react. If it was going to be something where everybody was quiet and awkward. And that showcased to me that they were homophobic and that I was not safe in that environment. I didn't know what that was going to be like. And that was the first moment in my life as somebody who was out that I was like, I can't be my full self in every situation. I can't be my full self in every uh, place that I navigate to or travel to. Yeah. What about yeah. you? <clears throat> uh, two, two examples kind of call out to me right now. Uh, the first is um, I was in college at um, a doctor's appointment and the forms I was filling out asked me if I was sexually active and also uh, what gender I was sexually active with. Um, and I kind of froze for a second. Yeah. Because it had been the first time that I was going to be admitting that on a health uh, form. On a health form. And I was scared because yeah. I didn't, this was in upstate New York, uh, where they're not very liberal about this stuff um at least at the time and um i didn't know how my doctor was going to react to that and if it was going to be safe for me to do that yeah was i gonna get the best care were they gonna make me feel uncomfortable or judge me and it just was really scary yeah um but that was like a big moment for me to be like holy crap like this is the stuff I'm going to have to like face moving forward. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, similar to your experience, um, well, quite the opposite, I guess. <laughs> um, I worked on a trading floor um, in Greenwich, Connecticut. I was the only woman on the trading floor. I was working in an IT role for a bunch of stockbrokers. Um, just think Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah. That shit is real. I saw some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that was a really rough environment in general. Yeah. And I just remember people there just didn't give a shit. They would ask you very personal questions. And at the time, I had this manager who was super sketchy. Yeah. Um, definitely was definitely harassing me um, in ways that I didn't understand until I got older. Yeah. Um, he would say very inappropriate things um, to me. And he would always ask me about who I was dating. Yeah. Um, and he knew I was dating someone, but I never could say it was a woman because I just, I did not feel safe enough to admit that in this environment because I heard a lot of homophobic slurs yeah. and, um, it was just not safe. You just, you could, you could feel it. You could, you know, you, you just, I just knew. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being in a car with him traveling to Boston once and he just kept like pressing me on like who I was dating and like what that was about. Huh. Um, 
and I get mad at myself sometimes because I'm like, you know, I had to pretend it was a guy um, for for all those years I worked there yeah. because I just didn't feel safe. And um, yeah, it makes me really sad to think about that. I mean, it, it, it's also, it also makes me feel like, wow, I've come so far and mm-hmm. like we've come really far where you look at me now, I'm very confident when it comes to like um, my sexuality and my gender expression and all that. But that was, you know, at, at such a young age when I had just re- recently come out that that was like a big point that was crap. This is the shit I'm going to be dealing with. I have to pick and choose who yeah. I'm going to be talking about this with. And um, that was my introduction to, you know, being like, this is what it's going to be like being in out lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Who and that's so real because I have so many instances where where because I don't feel safe I um in a sense hide my identity and who I am and I get so angry at myself after because I'm like no I should have I should have like stood up to those people I should have you know been myself I should have done you know x and y and z um but it's just it's so hard when you have a few seconds to determine, to scope out a situation, to think mm-hmm. about how safe it is for you to reveal who you are, to like to, to and, and then to to take action on that. Yeah. Um it's it's so difficult. And I think that it is the the panic that you have at the moment, the action that you take after, and then either if you did come out and, and I say coming out because we come out all the time, right? Like anytime that someone's like you're married. Like, what is your husband doing? You have to be like, actually, I have a wife. You know, like mm-hmm. that is coming out. But it's it's either you are you have to deal with being upset at yourself um, for taking an action to not come out and to hide an aspect of yourself, or you have to worry depending on the situation after you come out and you have to think if it was in a work situation, like did that impact my career mm-hmm. in any way? If it was at a doctor's office did that impact my quality of care Mm -hmm. in any way if that was anywhere in a store whatever it may be did that impact my experience Mm -hmm. in any way and then there's that anger that comes with that if you know if you start going down the road of thinking that it might have yeah so there's just so many emotions that are mixed with those little everyday interactions that i think um, most people take for granted but for those of us who are lesbian or gay um, or with, within the LGBTQ community that we have to, to deal with every day. I think it is, it's just, it can be very taxing. Definitely. And that's why I'm so grateful that, you know, now we're at a time where I, I'm way more confident about speaking of those things. I also am privileged to work in a environment that is open to that. Same. You know, whereas there's still a lot of places out there that people cannot be themselves. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was my first introduction to uh, to that. Um, so that was your first introduction. And I talk I spoke about my first uh, my introduction. Um, I want to talk about like current state. Um, what are some everyday things that are impacted by the fact that that you're a lesbian? Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this before, but 
you know, even though things are much better, um, I still worry about traveling, even in even in the U.S. Um, international as well. But whenever we're planning a vacation, I'm the first thing I'm like, where is it? I have to do some research. Yep. I have to like gut check myself to see if I'm comfortable with it, um, because I don't want to risk my life to have an experience. Right. Um, I 100% agree with that. And that goes for a lot of places in the U.S. too. Like I travel for work and uh, luckily I haven't had to go to any places that are super anti-LGBTQ, but I'm constantly worried about that because we're a national company and I might have to go down south or into the middle of the country and... That I have to make a choice. Do I have a conversation and like flag this, and how is that going to affect my career? career? You can't, right? Um, right. Or do I risk my life and just wing it and hope that nothing happens? Yeah. And some people might think that like it may just be as simple as just showing up and like who's going to know that you're gay, but people know that I'm gay based off of my gender expression and yeah. how I express through my what I wear how you know there's stereotypes yeah know? people stereotype you as 100 you fit a particular stereotype correct and so that's always really heavy on my mind um you know when we go out to certain places I mean we live in San Francisco and you know very fortunate for that because they're very open but even even when we're out and it's late or dark and we're going in an area we're not familiar with, like you and I have to be careful about holding hands or hugging or kissing and showing any sort of affection. Yep. um, Because you can put yourself in some real danger uh, because of that. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, you mentioned coming out all the time. It's just being careful with, I'm always cautious about, who I'm vulnerable with and who I share my life with. And yeah. it, it, it goes to say like, even with new conversations with new people, I, I have to make a choice within a few seconds if I'm going to share that part of my life. Um, sometimes they ask, sometimes it just comes up. Um, yeah. But that's not something that's like natural for me yet. Yeah. Like I, I still hesitate a lot when it comes to that or, um, going to certain events and meeting different types of people. Um, yeah, those those are the three that really are heavy on my mind constantly. What about you? So many. Um, so I, I also am very fortunate to work for um, a company that does place such a heavy emphasis on inclusion and on diversity. And I am very lucky to work uh, with a team and with a manager that are very open um, and inclusive. And I say that by saying, it sucks that I have to say that, right? Like you will never hear a straight person saying like, I am so lucky to work for a manager that understands that I am heterosexual and like does not have a problem with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, in a way, like I, the fact that I am lucky to have that makes me kind of upset because of the fact that I even have to say that, that that's not like common, like the, 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 the state of the union in a sense, like that, that, that hurts, that hurts me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that makes me upset. 
Um, but I also want to say that I work in a client facing role and I have never ever come out to any of my clients and at any time you know when you work in a client facing role you you know you have to schmooze you have to be you know you know you, you want to get to know your client and so you always ask them like oh what did you do this weekend and you get to know you get to know about people their partners their kids their lives but in a way my clients never know about mine because I never reveal that because I don't know if if a particular client is homophobic how is that going to impact my career? And for some people, they may say, well, just don't work with that client or don't work for, you know, whatever it may be. But I I'm also just like, you know, if I want to move up in my career, mm -hmm. right, and now I can't work with a client because they're homophobic, mm -hmm. right, and let's say that they this client presents a lot of opportunity, whatever it may be, now my career is impacted because of that. Yeah. And so I think the... The sacrifices and the decisions that I have to make on a daily basis and even the guilt that I feel with that, just saying that out loud of being like, shit, am I trading in my identity for my career? Mm -hmm. And then I have to weigh like, well, at work, I'm able to be myself mm -hmm. um, with my team internally. And I just don't reveal a certain part of myself to my clients. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that, a, is that an, you know, am I a traitor? Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about this before the episode. Like, do I have shame because of that? You know, like a lot of things that just go through my head that I constantly have to grapple with yeah. um, because of that. So that's that's one way that, you know, everyday things are impacted. Um, the second, it's not necessarily an everyday thing, but it is something that I want to point out. When we were planning a wedding, it was extremely difficult, not because planning a wedding is difficult, it well, is, yeah, it so is, yeah. <laughs> not only because planning a wedding is difficult, but also because every venue that we went to, and it was two of us, we were, I was at least constantly anxious of them asking me, is the groom going to show up? Yeah, I was super anxious. About that um, and so just having to comb through so many venues of like, have you, have you, have you done same sex, uh, you know, have you had same sex marriages? um in your venue before like are you like, just all of these you know different questions that you have to ask that most people who are in a heterosexual relationship can walk in and be like okay great like what's the food like what's you know what's the added stress atmosphere sure. like it, it was added stress and then even after we picked the venue it was is all the staff going to be on board right like are we going to have a staff member that's going to give us a hard time we got married and as part of our like photos we went on a golf course to take photos and there were golfers who were t like golfing and we were concerned that one person was going to say even just like a homophobic comment or like the 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 stupidest thing that it wasn't going to ruin our day because we weren't going to let it but the fact that it would have happened on our wedding day was just yeah. shitty and some people may say, well, you shouldn't have gone and taken the photos. But I'm also just like, why should I have to give up, you know, like that that part of my wedding day mm -hmm. because of other people's ignorance? So that was um, that was difficult when we went on our honeymoon, just checking into the hotel and and being, again, concerned that fear of of getting the same questions that we always get asked, the, the ignorant questions and. I would equate that to everyday things. When we go to check in for a hotel and we travel, a lot of times 
people remind us like this bed, this uh, room only has one bed. Did you want a double bed? Yeah. Um, and then just having to come out in a way to that person to say, no, we, we will be sleeping in the same bed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that type of stuff is just, it's so draining and it's, it's so, um, hurtful, uh, going to the doctor and filling out those forms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're coming out to your healthcare provider and you, you know, want to make sure that, or, or you, you hope that they aren't homophobic in any way or that it won't, or biased and that it won't impact mm-hmm. your quality of care. Um, that's, that's extremely difficult. Yeah, I mean, that one of the main questions when I was looking for a therapist was, have you worked with the LGBTQ community in what capacity? Because mm-hmm. that's that's my care, and I want to make sure that I'm going into a safe environment. Yeah. Um, also mentioning back with our wedding, like, I remember us being super um, particular with like reading everything over and we we talked to our dj and mc oh my gosh yes please you cannot say the wrong thing like we don't want you introducing the bride and groom because your templates say that like we want to be sure that this. another thing we we had a lot of vendors that we had to have them redo their templates because we refused refused to sign it until they change it and you know i'm hoping that they change that for the for the future um so that other queer couples wouldn't have to go through this but just that process was you have stress from planning a wedding and then you have stress from 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 something as simple as a form yeah um which is just so shitty well shout out to our vendors who were like awesome and so inclusive um our videographer was amazing he just like took us under his wing and he really did his thing and shout out to like our cousin natalie for helping us out with a lot of that stress because i don't know if we would have been able to like do it as successfully without her guidance yeah um yeah but yeah i agree i mean i think that all those things just add another layer of complexity um and emotional like it's just draining it's just draining yeah so it's like um we talked about the wedding i think we also talked about from a work setting we talked about from uh, uh, healthcare standpoint, we talked about how it's impacted during when you're traveling, mm-hmm. um, just in everyday life. We, I think, I, you know, I, I'm trying to assume the best in people, but we get asked a lot if we're sisters, and we look nothing alike, <laughs> like nothing alike. I find that so offensive. It, incredibly offensive. Incredibly offensive. Um, but you know, it. it so, so there's that. And then thinking about the future in terms of like, if we ever want to adopt a child, like how is that going to be impacted um, by the fact that we're a same sex couple? You know, that stuff weighs very heavy on my mind and, and it's stuff that I have to worry about because buying a home, buying a home. Yep. 100%. Things like that. Yep. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit um, and ask a question. We always laugh at this, um, but I, I, and you pointed out that we should do this. Um, what are things that you constantly get asked or comments that you hear from straight folks <laughs> that you wish would stop? Yeah, there's so many. 
Let's just throw them out. Sure. Um, who's the man in the relationship? Woo! Stop fucking saying that. Yeah, stop asking. That me. is so offensive. Like, stop. S- just stop. You obviously don't get it. Yeah. Um, Which one of you will have the baby? Yeah, that's a whole None thing. of your business. <laughs> Which one of you will be the mom or the dad? Yeah. Um... I love when people are like, my cousin's gay too. <laughs> or I mean, I, I, I don't, I haven't heard this one, but I know a lot of people, a lot of like my single friends, they get like, oh, I have a friend who's gay. You guys should meet. Like assuming that they're going to be the best of friends or get together because they're both gay. Yeah. I think that's really funny. That is incredibly annoying. Uh, when, when I come out to someone, um, when I say like, oh, my wife or whatever, and they're like, oh, you're gay? Oh, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Totally cool. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm to- I didn't need you to, be, like, thanks so much. I appreciate that. But it shows that you're not cool with it because you have to tell me that. Um, this one, not so much now, but definitely when we were younger, um, people would ask, so how does lesbian sex work? There is, like, steam coming out of my nose right now as I hear that. (laughs) Um, Or... Damn, I'm going blank. I just had a good one. Think about it. Think about it. Um, Or, yeah, the one where, like, oh, I had a lesbian phase in college. I, not even, okay, that is so problematic when people say that, lesbian phase, get out of here with that, but also the fact that people try to relate to me by being like, yeah, I made out with a girl once, and? Or how do you know you're a lesbian if you've never been with a man? That's not, like, my case, yeah, because I have been with men before, but, like, women get, people in the LGBTQ community get asked that all the time it's like okay now let's reverse that and ask straight people how do you know you're straight if you've never been with the same sex right like i i just think you should always ask yourself if i had to ask a yeah hold yourself accountable if like you're gonna ask something ask something of someone are you willing to answer that or get asked that same question yeah um yeah i think those are some of the big ones. Do you, do you have any other ones? This one is a little bit more subtle. Um, but I noticed that when when people ask me, like, how long have you been married? And I answer the question. They're like, so are you going to have kids? Can you have kids? It's like they want to ask, but like they're already like presenting me with all the difficulties of, of what it means to have. Uh, a child being in a same-sex relationship and I'm, I'm just like I don't need to hear all of that first of all stop asking people that question mm-hmm. but second of all like can I have kids like why are you asking me that that's none of your business yeah yeah for sure um yeah or people being like I'm sure gay men get this all the time but like people wanting to have a gay best friend like just so they could know more about that community and you ever heard that when people yes. are like oh you could be my gay best friend or or when um and and women do this to gay men 
when a man ex explicitly states that he is gay and then a woman starts saying, yes, queen, stop. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of them. I mean, those are... So please stop doing that. Thank you so much in advance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that we we asked this in the last episode, and I want to ask it again. Um, what are ways that people can show up for the queer community? And, well, the LGBTQ community in yeah, general. I, th I think we This month and every month. I think we mentioned some of the things they shouldn't be asking yeah. and saying um but the other thing would be like you know use your privilege and make all your spaces that you're in safe spaces so that everyone can feel in inclusive and like safe included yeah. included and safe um and just checking your biases and also calling other people out like on theirs because it means so much to me when I see a friend or a colleague um, call people out when they say things that are offensive or being biased towards a specific person or group. Yeah. Um, it really makes me proud and it makes me feel loved because they're doing it. They're taking their privilege and they're, they're using their privilege and yeah. calling people out. Um, and I will say that the term calling people out can sound very confrontational and like you're going to start drama and it doesn't have to be that. It can be as simple as, Hey, that, you know, that can come off very offensive. So, you know, typically you should say this. Yeah. And also understand that some people are not going to take that well. And like, yeah, that's just the way it is. Um, I, I definitely have to make this like choices and, who I'm going to call out or not. Um, yeah. Obviously, if it's safe enough to do that. But I think that creating those spaces and using your privilege to, um, you know, call people out on things like that, that just, that just helps. Um, yeah. Yeah. You? Uh, I would say number one is educate yourselves uh if you wonder why things are a certain way uh if you want to know more about the lgbtq community if you want to know more, more about how you can help google it <laughs> great tool out there um learn more um and then number two is particularly in pride month every company that you see out there that has switched their logo to one with a rainbow flag every company that has paid for a float at your local pride parade ask people who you know that work there how inclusive their work environment is for the lgbtq staff how their health care is for their um, lgbtq staff particularly for their trans staff mm -hmm. and don't support companies just because they put a rainbow flag on their logo. Like, really educate yourself mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think those are really good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Again, please don't ask those questions that we stated earlier. And uh, subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our episodes. 
follow us on Instagram, trish.chat. We are posting a lot more content these days. So please follow us so you don't miss out. And comment on Trish Chat. What are some questions that you get asked that you wish straight people would stop asking you? Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Peace.